I hadn't realized it all these years until that day in your class. And I can't remember what we had done exactly, but by the end of the class, I was feeling exactly like I did when I was a cheerleader and I was like in front of the gym and I just like, I everything was just like working perfectly. And I just felt this empowerment. That's the voice of Marlene, one of my students. In this episode, Marlene tells the story of her surgeries, including the positive and negative effects they've had on her, as well as what she has learned through our Feldenkrais Awareness Through Movement Explorations. She has a lot to celebrate. Her story highlights how we generate compensations after surgery or other injuries, and how that can limit our possibility. By cleaning out our compensations, we can restore our youthful power. Welcome to the Expand Your Ability Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Schwinghammer. This show is about exploring what's possible for you, regardless of the troubles you've had and the number of years you've spent on this planet. I speak from the perspective of being a Feldenkrais practitioner. Feldenkrais is a somatic movement modality. This means we use movement to reconnect body and mind, to feel more whole. Marlene's story is awesome, and I'm thrilled to share it with you. It's a great example of what comes from being curious with yourself and how you move. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Marlene. Hey, Marlene. Welcome. Hi, Jeffrey. (laughs) Thanks for coming here to share your story. Uh, I'm really excited to hear this. Sure. Well, I'm going to be 81 this week, and uh, I've always uh, been kind of a active person and lots of energy but you know as you get older you have to keep working on it uh but i've had a lot of things in my life that have come up that probably altered some courses for me um so for example when i was uh 19 uh i had appendicitis and it was a hard to diagnose appendicitis so They uh, did a little more major surgery to see what all was going on. And as part of that, when they sewed me back up, they sewed the omentum, which is sort of this apron that goes over all your abdominal contents. And they sewed it up to my diaphragm, which is right by under the ribs. And that separates the chest from the abdomen. And so after that, I would have periodic pain and various things, but, you know, being pretty active and all, I just kept going. And, but over the years, I finally started having one of my legs was like, I could hardly move it. And I was like, sort of dragging it. And uh, so I went in to see what might be done, what was going on. And uh, I ended up eventually getting uh, to a general surgeon who said that he thought it was from my previous surgery and that it maybe was like a hernia or something that was inwards or something. And uh, so we went ahead and 
did the surgery, exploratory, and that he found out, that's what he found out. They had sewn my omentum to the diaphragm, which was pulling down on everything and, and squeezing it. <laughs> right. So these two parts of your abdomen were structurally connected, tied together in the way that they're not supposed to be. Yeah, to the diaphragm. They were, they were actually sewn to the diaphragm. So he had to tear that apart. Literally, he said, he, you, you know, surgeons usually cut. He said, we, I had to just carefully just keep tearing it because, you know, it was just too delicate a spot. And right. as part of that, my blood pressure sank because the, it probably was right over the aorta and vena cava, the great huge blood vessels. And when they that was released, it was like, you know, my blood pressure fell and everything. So I actually had a near-death experience as part of that, oh, wow. which I didn't tell you before, Jeffrey. Oh, wow, yeah. Was that expected at all, or was that just a big surprise to everyone? Oh, heavens, no. Well, I don't think anything was expected. You know, it was like <laughs> you release this pressure, and it's like things had to settle down afterwards. Right. Right. So, because you were with that for how many years? Because at 19, you had that initial 19 surgery. 19 to 34. I was 19 34 to 34. So, for those 15 years, you were changed internally from the previous 19 years Correct. of your life. There was right. something structurally exactly. changed the, the way your diaphragm right. was connected to this other part of you. Right. Yeah. Which you had no idea of. Yeah. No. And my body yeah. did a pretty good job of compensating you know, making whatever adjustments had to be made to deal with that. So, uh, I mean, I, it wasn't like I was not doing things. I was very active, but it was just that I could, I was getting to the point something was wrong. Yeah. So you were compensating and your body was compensating because if there's right. something structurally different, all of your previously earned habits of moving mm -hmm. And acting, all that's going to be changed some way, right? Right. And I was like, I was like really active. I grew up on a farm by hills. We just like ran up hills. I was a cheerleader bouncing all over the place. Uh, and so I was very active. And in fact, when they did the surgery, they said the muscle was so tight that it took he could hardly cut through it. He had to use several knives, which he said he never has before. <laughs> so I was just like a tight abs. Wow. I love that detail. Your muscles were so thick. <laughs> oh, so powerful. So powerful. The doctor's like, I've never seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to yeah. know what I did <laughs> to get that. <laughs> What's that workout, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> As I recovered from that, it was like I couldn't believe how wonderful it was. I had so much more energy, and it was, like, incredible. After the second surgery. Yes, and I couldn't thank him enough for, for finding this, which I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'd be living if he hadn't found it. Wow. And so, wow. yeah, so it was, yeah, so it changed my life. 
But then uh, it actually changed my life in lots of ways because then afterwards, about a year from when I had the surgery, it was like I heard a voice in my head, which, you know, depending if you're religious or not, it seemed like God. <laughs> and, uh, and I was driving to work and it was like, it's time to go back to school. It was just like this voice mm. said, it's time to go back to school. And I'm just driving to work. And I can even still remember where I was when this happened. I, it was like, oh my goodness, it was like this huge wake-up call. This is after and the so, second surgery. You're, you had this yeah, inspiration. About a year afterwards. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I totally okay. recovered. Yeah, gotcha. And, uh, and so within a couple of weeks, it was the it was... That was August. So in September, I started back to school, college. Yeah. And what do you study? <laughs> did you study? I ended up uh, studying psychology and uh, got a PhD in psychology, De cool. lifespan developmental psychology. So I never, I never, not clinical work, but academic. Nice. Was that a surprise for you to have that interest again? Or was that something you always wanted mm -hmm. to do? Well, I had wanted to do it, but then I kind of gave it up because I had family and I was working and lots of responsibilities. So I, uh, it wasn't something I was thinking about. No, I was not thinking about it. Right. And so you went back to school. Uh, that was some years ago. And um, what, what happened between then and joining our class, uh, the Feldenkrais class? Well, I did all kinds of things. I got that, you know, was in school a long time, getting that PhD. And then fortunately, uh, well, I went to Philadelphia for three years with the National Institute of Health uh, Fellowship. And then I came to St. Cloud, to St. Cloud State, and uh, became a full professor there and had this most glorious, wonderful career, which... I just love, love, love. So I, I, it was one of the best choices I ever made in my life to actually go back to school, even though it yeah. seemed like I, were, I already was an LPN in nursing. And so, mm. you know, it wasn't. And so that was a lot of years to be going back. And uh, but it's it just made my life wonderful. So. Oh, it's a, it was just a wonderful thing to do. And I absolutely loved teaching and being with the students at St. Cloud State and uh, a wonderful life. Awesome. Uh, well, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kept trying to stay active and everything. But now as I've gotten older, I, uh, and then I had to have two hip surgeries, two hip replacements. And, uh, I don't know if that's related to that, you know, my body being gotten out of sorts or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have no idea. But in any case, the whole combination, I, I, I feel kind of unequal. And yeah. I do realize that some of it does go back to that early surgery because I know over the years, I always felt this kind of pain pulling, pulling me down. 
And right. I, I, so it's like things are still off kilter from that. And, uh, and then that combined with the hip surgery, I thought, oh, your class just might get me more in touch. Like how could I, re you know, just kind of strengthen some areas or stretch them to, the, to get it a little more equal. And so, uh, that's what I was actually hoping for when I joined your class. Yeah. And then the other week you had shared this celebration. You were at the, the gym, wasn't it? Uh, then, yeah. Yes. Well, I've had several celebrations. So let's see which yeah. one was that. Uh, uh, the first celebration was, oh, my gosh, I felt so much energy after your class. Yeah, that's right. I remember that It was that just one. like, I, you know, now I can't tell you where it was coming from. I just like, oh, my gosh, where is this energy coming from that I feel so much more energy? But I do think it's right. from like working on both sides of the body and things getting more equal and the brain being like reprogrammed. And uh, but anyhow, the first thing was the energy that I felt. Yeah. And then. Uh, one of the classes we did some stretching a very, <laughs> we were all laughing, like how are you supposed to do it? Like lengthening and stretching, stretching <laughs> <laughs> the sides of your body when you're laying down to make them longer. And you're like, what in the world? <laughs> and oh my mm -hmm. goodness. Oh, <laughs> I just like felt, oh my gosh, that's where it is. That's where it is. That it I... was very exciting that. I found a spot I could actually work on when I felt this kind of pain or pressure that, oh, I could straighten my body out myself a little bit after right. that. So that pain or pressure was a, a muscular contraction in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Muscular and maybe, you know, possibly all the fascia and everything else at this point, you know, where it's tightened up. But, and it's like by doing it, you know, it's, like, I do think already my brain kind of knows now a little bit more where it's supposed to be. And so mm. it's not as much effort to try to, like, I'll feel like sort of that one side of thing. And I just do a little, like, that, a little tightening or loosening. And all of a sudden I feel, oh, that's it. That did it. That, that you know, I don't know how much it's totally related, but I can tell you my whole life I've had this problem ever since that surgery so yeah 100 percent. yeah and you have some choices now there's a lot more granularity in how you make decisions about how you move or how you how you relate to right. your internal self yeah right yeah exactly so that's what i love it's like oh my gosh and i i think i mentioned it in one class when i suddenly felt uh sort of empowered, I will call it like, or in, I, I said in control, but I didn't mean it negatively. I meant empowered, like, right. and, uh, I felt that in your class, uh, a couple different times. And the other time was, uh, with the hip and that's probably with the hip surgery, which is never exactly perfect. And, uh, I felt 
oh my goodness, <laughs> one side of the body, I could feel the part of the body that's related to what's going on my hip that it was coming also from like the chest and shoulder muscles. Mm. And uh, again, I was like, oh my gosh, that changed it. And uh, so it's very exciting, but also very energetic uh, to have that happen. Like it's such a release. Yeah. And I think you're really highlighting the awareness in awareness through movement. You're discovering these aspects of your experience. You're becoming aware of them. Exactly. Exactly. And having some tools to even like when you realize, when I realize now that, oh dear, I'm sort of like in that again, I'm like sort of one sided. I'll like try to, okay, I know what to do now to straighten myself out some. And it's not like I'm, uh, you know, I don't think anybody looking at me actually could tell it unless they were very good at that. Uh, but it's just me and how it feels. Right. It can be very subtle, these internal decisions, right? Because you can look at a room filled with people and see they're all standing, right? Oh, they're all standing. But your internal experience of standing, you can vary that up in very subtle ways. Right. That gives right. you... A, a better quality of breath or lesser right. quality, more ease or openness or less. Exactly. Oh, but the, the, the most recent thing we did in class was with the feet and, you know, be like being aware of the outside and the inside edges of the feet and, and sort of getting to know your feet again, like a baby and playing with them. And like, as part of that, that day, I, Oh my goodness, I felt that that my foot was totally connected with that. I couldn't do anything to my foot that the hip wasn't doing something too. Mm. It was connected. It wasn't, you know, it was, so it had learned to compensate in some way. It had learned to compensate in some way. Would you say more about that? Like, you know, if you're if you're if you're a little off, something else in your body tightens up or or let's go so that you can do things basically and right. move whatever it is you're doing or not doing. And so, and do that long enough. And it like, it gets permanent. It's like, it's, that's your body's used to it now. It doesn't have to figure that one out. And so it's good in the sense of that. Yes. But then over time it's negative because now you're locked in this, kind of off position. And then you discovered in that lesson how your foot and your hip could be connected and not be disconnected through compensation. Right. Is that a way to put it? Yeah. And the other side wasn't like that. So it was just the one side. Right. So that that compensation, I, I love that description. You called it like if you do it long enough, it becomes permanent. Well, <laughs> Maybe after Feldenkrais, it becomes a little bit less permanent. That's pretty good. Yeah, right, but, exactly. Yeah. That's the, it, it, that is the empowerment. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the thing about those compensa compensations that are seemingly permanent and seemingly invisible until we can discover them, is that's where your energy has gone. When you rediscover your energy, it's because you're no longer compensating in those ways that use up that it, that take up all that energy 
Right. It's and it's really something to experience that, not just talk about it. Yeah. There there was that celebration recently where you said you were at the gym and it was as if you kind of rediscovered your nineteen year old. Oh, oh, I know. I said I yes. I was like okay, so pre that surgery that I had where I got sewn together, my my chest and the abdomen, uh so I was a cheerleader in high school, and I just did it effortlessly. And uh, it was always kind of hard because I could do things I couldn't get any of the other girls to do. So I, you know, then we'd have to cut something because they couldn't do it. But so I'm just saying I was just like sort of naturally very easy to do all kinds of, of difficult athletic things. And then I had that surgery, and wow, I, you know, uh, and so I hadn't realized it all these years until that day in your class, and I can't remember what we had done exactly, but by the end of the class, I was feeling exactly like I did when I was a cheerleader and I was like in front of the gym and I just like I everything was just like working perfectly and I just felt this empowerment wow 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 that's awesome yeah so I know it probably sounds kind of silly but in but it's just that I was so strong there you see and so it was like just and just knowing I mean I could do like three, four, five cartwheels in a row just perfectly without, you know, and, and I have no idea. Nobody trained me. I just could do it because I would practice. And uh, anyhow, that kind of, I like, I suddenly like felt that like, oh my gosh, what a wonderful feeling. <laughs> That's so awesome because like you had this experience up until 19 where that was so clear, part of your image, your self-image of who you are. And then it went underground. It got covered right. up somehow through the surgeries, right. you know. And then here again, it can reemerge decades later, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's not age it's, that's it's restricting like, that. It's almost like Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> oh. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and thank you for, I mean, it's, it's just been wonderful working with you. It is amazing. I think, I think everyone in the class is experiencing really very positive changes. Yeah, I think so too. And it's all unique. Everyone has their own individual experience. They're all learning in their own ways, what different things come become more meaningful each for each person. And... Exactly. And one person, like Jerry told me, for him, the biggest thing has been his eyes. He just can't get right. over how the change in his eyes. Right, right. Just learning like that movement. And he said he could see so much better. And he's he's just sort of amazed. Right. And there's, yeah, the ways that even the eyes are actually affected by the whole body and vice versa. Uh, these movements, you know, we've done some work with the eyes a little bit, but like it's the whole picture. And when that begins to change, 
well, it becomes easier for the eyes to work. I'm curious, how would you describe the Feldenkrais method or awareness through movement? What What is it about? What are we doing? Not to put you on the spot. I'm just kind of curious how you put it in your words. Well, let's see. see we'll just give it a try. I mean, uh, I see it as, as like really getting everything in sync, like your mind and your body are, are like totally working together. It's not like your mind is trying to compensate for your body, which I had, but rather it's it, it, it's more all together. And uh, so the Feldenkrais helps you get towards that, I think, you know, because I do think our bodies and our minds get a little uh, out of sync. And, uh, you know, with our modern life, perhaps even, maybe you wouldn't have that in cave days. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, they had different problems, though, so who knows? <laughs> and uh, But it seems to me that, like, wow, my mind, oh, yeah, that's the spot. Now, my mind and, the, and that part of my body know just what's going on, and they're in sync, and they're working together. And and then it re, and then there's a memory that starts. A memory that starts. What do you mean? Well, that you don't have to work on it so hard. It actually starts. Either your body or your mind like starts like the first initiator, but it's it becomes easier. It's like you don't. It isn't like so uh, uh, separate, and you're they're trying to work together. Right, right. That in sync that you were saying that they they work together. That maybe it's muscle memory type thing, or you just have this sort of you can enter that flow together more right. easily. But you know, with our minds, we can make our bodies do stuff our body doesn't want to do because it's like tired, whatever, right, or hurts, whatever. We can mentally force ourselves to do things, but this mm -hmm. is like trying to be in sync listening to each other yeah i'm curious what what's next for you right you're in these classes you're, you're studying yourself you're studying movement you're studying awareness what is opening up for you what are you interested in next i just want to feel a little bit more of that cheerleader that empowerment like i just that's what i want yeah i want that I mean, otherwise, there, are there things I want to do, of course, but uh, I, I want that sense of empowerment more where uh, I, now I got a touch of it again. It's been a long time. And I'm like, oh, I want more of that. <laughs> nice. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Marlene. You're welcome. Man, what a great story. Man, what a great story. This is the sort of experience that I wish for all of my students. That they discover what they have lost may not be so permanent, and that they can find themselves more capable and more powerful than they thought was possible. If you're interested in working with me, the best way is to sign up for my newsletter to hear about opportunities. I currently offer one-on-one -on -one private lessons online, and I will let you know when I open my course in the new year. Please go to the show notes to find the links. My final question to you is, what of Marlene's story resonated with you?
Did you have a surgery or an injury that you weren't quite the same afterward? I invite you to talk about this with a friend because good conversation deepens and expands our thinking. Thank you for your attention.